in the sword of judgment that is coming upon the face of the earth in the year 2024, you will have no part in it. Blood, they said, they have seen, yet they have seen nothing yet. For the iniquity of the world has come to the gauge and triggers the retribute of judgment. Who shall hold back the sword when the sins of men have triggered the wrath of God? It's only the hand of mercy of the Most High. It's only the hands of mercy from God the Father. However, the messenger had to fulfill his cause and finish his cause so that the heart of man will melt and they will fail in the security of their hearts. And the Lord shall collide with the God of this age that mortal men can fear the living God one more time. It's just the season that you are going. For sin brings judgment. Mercy brings peace. But mercy will reign after the fulfillment of the timing of judgment is over. Is it not, on, not unto the saints of the living God that heaven have prepared for the next three years, 2024, 25, 26, into the early part of 27? Is it not a time for the sons of God to be revealed? Is it not a season that the world will be shaken to the foundation of the world? Is it not the season that it shall come to pass while they will say peace, peace, and disaster will fall upon them like a woman in childbirth? Is it not the season that the affairs of this world is being wrapped up for the return of the Son of Man? Is it not a season for God's people to wake up from their slumber and break loose from the yoke of the enemy so that God may have his place in his church? And breathe upon his people, even as he did in the beginning. Is it not a time for the old and the new to be mingled together for the generation, this generation, the prophetic and the apostolic manifesting together as one piece? Is it not a time that God wants to show forth his saints on earth, to show the distinction between those who serve him and those who do not? Is it not the, the fulfillment of what Jesus said in Matthew twenty-four fourteen? And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony. And then, and then, and then, and then the end will come. Is it not a time for people of God to be alert and be sensitive to the things of the spirit? So that they may discern the deception of the devil from inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That it may be made, made ready for the last move of God upon the face of the earth. Lord, we bless you. We exalt you. Judgment and mercy. The swords flashing together, opposite one another in movement. As one goes to the east, the other flows to the west. As one begins from the north and is coming back to, down to the south, shall the mercy sword meet with the judgment sword and bring a combustion that will cause the heart of man to run to God. For the time has come for God to reveal himself, both to the Jews and the Gentiles, both to the saved and the unsaved, that he is God. So guard up your loin for the pool that is coming. Guard up your heart for the visitation that is coming. 
To the wise it shall be revealed, but to the foolish it shall not. Lord, we bless your name. We exalt you, for you have prepared us for this time over the past 12 years. We give you the glory and honor and praise, for you have demonstrated yourself with great signs and wonders among us. We're prophetic that is so accurate and definite among us. And we thank you because even as we go in now, that will be unfolding prophetic upon the church. Prophetic to have insight for, on, 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 of the plans of the Father. For who has known the mind of God that he may instruct him? But you have the mind of Christ. For the Spirit of God searches all things, even the deep things of the Father's heart. And these deep things have been put in custody of the Holy Spirit, who reveals all things to his church. Thank you, Father, for this season. In Jesus' anointed name we are worshipped. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just take our seats in peace. Choir, you may take your seat. Can you bring Pastor Shagun to the front here, please? I feel like exposing you to what heaven is saying. I expect every one of you to see in this season. And I expect you to hear. Because you have been prepared for years for this journey. In this season, your Christianity must change from just knowing God to experiencing God and manifesting God. Anyone who listens to me across the globe, as you are doing now, if you go to church, the reason why you go to church is not just for fellowshipping with people or just to know people. No, it's a university of God to equip you and I for our death. If you don't know this, may I remind you that. And so the church is sent by Jesus to equip human beings who are called the saints, and also to open gates for those who do not know Jesus Christ, that they may come to the knowledge of Him, who is the only Son of God. And because of these, therefore, God gave the Holy Spirit, who manifests Himself in the church, not just feeling. Jesus said, when they came to Him, the disciples of John, and said to Him, Jesus said, Are you the Christ to come, or do we expect another? Jesus said to them, join the meeting. At the end of the meeting, he said, who are those people who came from John? Go tell John what you saw. So the church is a place to see God manifest. If God doesn't, then that church is shut down. We don't need many churches for the end time. We don't. Church is not a fellowship. Feel good. No, that's not the church. That's not the church. You are handling eternity of human beings. Destiny of human beings. And so Jesus said, go tell John what you saw. The lame walk, the blind see, the gospel is preached, and the dead are raised. He said, blessed is he who does not fall on account of me. Can I say something to you? If you have been playing church all your life, this, this spindle has changed. You ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, it's good, we are sitting down here, everybody is happy. What about if an occurrence happened and we cannot gather here any longer, either by government or by war? 
The areas where there is war now, last year, if you told them that, this time, last year, if you told them that next year your homes will be bombed and you will never have a place to, to raise, lift your head, they, will, they probably will argue it. They will argue it. If you told those who, who have been displaced in their, on their throne, president of nation taken out, and some other people just took it up, oh, in Africa, that, that, you know, it's going to happen to you in 2023, they will say, no, the days of coup is gone. If you are told our prime minister in England that, you know, the, you are going to be sitting in the office, but within one month you will be removed from the prime ministership, he will say to you that it never happened in the history of Great Britain. If you are told our current sitting prime minister that all your knowledge will fail, raising interest rates, decreasing interest rates, if you told him that he will never get it, Right, when he was telling us, as I've come on now, I will fix the economy of this country before 2023 ending. He wouldn't believe it. He wouldn't believe it. Because there was a time for principle of economics to work, but this is not the time. This time, God is offsetting and upsetting every human principle so that every decision he had made failed. Every decision he had made failed. Let me say something. If you are told them in America that, you know, no matter how much you bounce on Trump, make him a criminal, jail him, he will still be the one that many people will want. I'm sure that Joe Biden will have said, no, you're joking. I'm sure Joe Biden will have said, you look at all what I've done in the economy. But excuse me, it doesn't seem to the public poll that it's working like that. Somebody is after somebody, done everything humanly for others to reject that person, but every move they do to undo him, the poll that will follow approves of him more. You should understand the fact that this is God in the midst of his planet. Something has shifted. Mortal men are still sleeping and wondering. And this is the reason why God brought you here this morning. I've been treating with this church global trend and end time. Global trend and end time. I want to say to you that those of you who are coming for the first time, I welcome you. Very much welcome. You are very, very... Put your hands together for those who are coming for the first time. You are very, very welcome. Very, very welcome. Amen. Very welcome. I welcome you and I welcome those of you who have been here for quite a time. Put your hands together for yourself too. (laughs) Sometimes we don't appreciate ourselves, do we? We are still going to show you our love, those of you who are coming for the first time. But I want to say this to you, you know, just to introduce, you know, what God does among us. You know, in this place, anything can happen. Uh, I'm, I'm anything of God. You don't have to be afraid of God can happen. But whenever we gather, we expect to hear God. We never gather one day without hearing God. And I want to talk to those who have been here before because of what I'm teaching you. I want us to understand something that when, I, when the Lord put it in my heart to teach you from July, the month, no, the month of June, the, the last Friday in June, we had a visitation in this house and God told me to prepare these, the church, that is his body on earth, for his return. And he said, I, I have from July to December to prepare you because 
2024, we see God's visitation. And so, I started by teaching you the doctrine of salvation. I said, be sure that you are born again. And so I took you through in the Bible what it is to be born again. It's not just going to church. It's not just, you know, uh, confessing Jesus. (laughs) Like many thoughts, which is not the scripture. Because uh, Jesus gave a lot of references in the Bible. One of them is that some will come to me and say that I did wonders in your name. I did that in your name. And I say, I know you're not. But these guys are people that were heroes in the church. All right? And so, we finished that. I, I taught you about the Holy Spirit. And the gift of the Holy Spirit. And then I taught you, we had, we had the Holy Ghost Convention. And we had people got baptized in the Holy Spirit for the first time. And we have people who receive the gift of the Spirit for the first time. Then I took you from there, and we began to look into, from the Holy Spirit, about the sons of God. And I showed you your place, if you are born again at all. What is expected of you? Joel 2.28 says, In the last days I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. Isn't it? And it says, Sons and daughters will what? All right, let's read that together. And afterwards, uh huh. Stop. How many sons of God are here? Daughters of God here? If the Bible says you will prophesy, it means God had done it. All right. So the seed is in you from the day you accept Jesus. But you can say to me that, but why am I not prophesying? Of course, Prince Charles was born as a young boy, as a baby. And when he was born as a baby, in him is kingship. But he, he had to go through a lot of education of life. You cannot manage a kingdom you have not mastered. So he had to join the to know what it is in the military. Because he's going to be the head of the military. One day. Even the generals who educated him will obey his command. So, it took him a while. Of course, now he is the king. So, it takes you a while as a child of God. But it depends on which church you were nurtured. Who is your informer? If you go to a church where it's all money, 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 you will never manifest. Never manifest. If you go to a church where all your miracle is attached to your seed, you will never manifest. Because there's no way in the Bible that tells you that. If you go to a church where it's always demon, 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 you don't come to church to come and learn about demons. Somebody founded the church with his blood. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. You don't come to the church where they tell you how everything the devil can do to scare you. No. The Bible says you're not given the spirit of fear. Because it takes man to slavery, but you are given the spirit of sonship. And he that is born of God overcomes the world. These are victories that overcome the world, even our faith. You don't come to the church where they will, they will tell you that you have demons, you need to be delivered from nonsense. No, because Jesus said, if the son therefore make you free, you are free indeed. Somebody must be getting it wrong somewhere. What you become in life depends on who is your mentor. So in church, what you get in God and manifest in God depends on who instructs you. No man can tell you about angels if he has not seen angels. 
No man can tell you how Jesus looks if you are not seeing Jesus. No one can tell you specifically what heaven looks like, apart from the record written, if you had not been there. So this is the reason why we have a bunch of millions of people who go to church every Sunday, but there's nothing to manifest. It looks like we're just going to a club. I want to remind you, I'm saying all this because I want to take you further into the global trend and the end time. Those of you who have been in this house can tell me that it's different here. I don't feel, preach message to feel good. It to feel good. No, no, I'm not here to preach good, feel, make feel good. No, I'm here to train you. I'm here to lead you, to discipline you in the path of the Lord Jesus until you be what God said you should be. Until you manifest what God said to manifest. It's not, it doesn't take easy believism to achieve success. No, no. And no man can lead you to success if he had not known the road to success and be successful himself. No one can come and give us seminars about kidney problem or liver problem. Who is not a doctor? You don't go to seminary and, and qualify as a theologian to come and teach us about, about kidneys. So also, <laughs> you don't go to seminary to come and teach us about Jesus in the church. You go to, what will I call that now? A seminary to teach you about the literary Bible. Or there is uh, maybe disciplinary or godinary that teaches you about the God of heaven, about Jesus Christ. So therefore, you are here to know Jesus and nothing more but the power of his resurrection. And so God has demonstrated among us again and again over the past 12 years I prepared this church for 2024. Five, six, seven. The Lord reminded me when he began to tell me to teach you to go back and add values to your academics. Get better qualified in your qualification 12 years ago. And I began to encourage you to let you know that there is substance in you. It does not matter what age you are. It does not matter your background. It does not matter whether your parents are rich or not. It's irrelevant. When you come to the church of God, you come to the house of the richest. Who is the Father himself? For the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. So, so that you can understand the grace inside you when you say yes to Jesus, who is called the Holy Spirit. So that you can learn to listen to that Spirit of God in you. To operate the new mind that you received when you gave your life to Jesus. So that your human mind will die gradually. So that your new mind, which is called the mind of Christ, will overtake your natural mind. And so that you can go from, from one stage of life to the other. So when you are a baby, you behave like a baby, but you soon become a, a, a boy and you are running about the house and then you become a man. And you are ready to be married. So that you can grow until you become grandfather. In the faith. Because you have the manifestations of what you testify about. And that's why you are here. And the Lord has prepared us for 12 years. 
when you were encouraged in those days to read and add values, many of you went back to university. It doesn't matter where you have one master's degree here. You can have ten master's degrees. It doesn't matter. But you must add value all the time. And I told you that, you know, recession is coming. You remember? But it has now come. And I told you that what God is instructing you, you will need them when you are getting towards this season. But it's now happening to you. God told us on this pulpit about, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, about um, interest rates going up. And God told us specifically the month, the year, and told us to fix all our mortgages. And many of you did. And now, from last year till now, mortgages have gone at least three times over what you were paying before. Now some are paying five times over what you are paying before. But none of you is having problem. Because the Holy Spirit said to you, fix your mortgage before 2022 April. Now, I say that because if God spoke those things in our midst, and those things came to pass, what I'm telling you today will also come to pass. You remember when we were having issues that who is going to rule our country? And the Lord said on the last day <laughs> that next week you will have the woman ruling you. Lays trust. And the Lord said that the soon, as soon as she's planted, she'll be uprooted. And of course, I don't think somebody eats belly food to say things like that. Because they never happened in our history. And then we celebrated Lestros. And then, a month. Those who made her, or make her. Not because she doesn't have answer to her problems. But God knew what mortal men will do. Because if they allow her, how will other prophecies about our nation come to pass? which are the retribute of the sins of our land. And the Lord told you about this current prime minister. His time when he'll be over. And the Lord told you the person who will take over from him. Am I talking? Good. So you had those information here before they happened. Now listen to what heaven is saying now. You know the global trend is a wide studies which cuts across every career on earth. But I showed you from the intellectual understanding, introduced you to what global trend is. And then showed you last week, it's what Jesus spoke about. It's happening, and people call it global trend. Excuse me. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. In the book of Genesis chapter 11, it says that people came together, they had one language and common speech. And they began to. Alright. I think that is the origin of global trend. To get people together, regardless of barriers, of culture, of boundary, anything, to share our common wealth together, so that we can share our peace together. Yes? So that we can get the rich who are fortunate to help the poor. That's it. But because they do not understand what Jesus said. Though they have a human feeling that let us attain this height on earth. So that we can help one another. But because they did not understand the spirit of God. They were not holistic in their reasoning. So it failed. 
It failed. Globalization. It failed. I'm talking about. But Jesus said something about this end time. And when I was looking at it, there are two things that I saw. That when Pharisees asked him a question, he answered differently. The same question. And when the disciples asked him a question, the same question, he answered differently. Let us look a little bit into it. Let's look at the Pharisees first. The book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 20. Luke 17, verse 20. Shall we read it together, please? Once. And then the next verse says. Okay. The Pharisees, which is the world. You know, Jesus says something that he speaks to the world in parables. But he speaks to his people plainly. Now, now see this. You know, he's talking to Pharisees. And the Pharisees asked him. Interestingly, they were interested in, the, you know, in what will happen before Jesus comes. And they're interested in the end time. As at the time. Regardless of what opposition they have been, you know, <laughs> bringing. And Jesus said to them this. The kingdom of God it will not or does not come with your careful observation. Interesting. He says the kingdom of God does not come with your careful observation. So, the kingdom of God cannot be analyzed by the theory of alien, the alien theory. It cannot be analyzed by, you know, um, philosophies, geopolitics, or global warming. <laughs> it cannot be analyzed by any academic intellectual reasoning. It says... It does not come by your careful observation. Nor will people say, here it is, or there it is. Because the kingdom of God is within you. Can you imagine Jesus talking to Pharisees and telling them that? The Pharisees will say, what are you talking about? My belly is very small. How can kingdom be inside this man? So he made them more confused. Because to the world he talks in parable. And I will tell you the distinction between the world and the church. But the disciples understood when he's talking about kingdom of God. And this is the point of salvation. I ask you today, is the kingdom in you? I will explain it more. Jesus made a distinction between two categories of people who go to church. The category of people who just go to church. Alright, they come to the kingdom. And the category of people who come, but the kingdom is in them. So we have a lot of people in church that confess Jesus with their lips, but the kingdom is not in them. 
What is the difference between a man who has the kingdom in him and a man who just profess the kingdom? Your behavior, your character, your reasoning, your mental. Am I talking to you? Come on now. Jesus said, when this trumpet will blast and the dead in Christ will rise first, and those of us who are still alive, we will transform and vanish from earth. It's only those who the kingdom is in them that will hear the blast of the trumpet. Because if the kingdom is not in you, the trumpet is of the kingdom, and kingdom speak to the kingdom. It is from the Spirit of God that you hear the voice. And if you just come to church and do what you think, I am so sorry for you. Absolutely sorry. I'm going to show you something today. I'm showing you because for those of you who are in track to be encouraged, but for those of you who are out of track to repent, you don't have many days to do that. Jesus said the kingdom of God resides in man. In man. So we have on earth people who carry the kingdom everywhere they go. Listen to me. You say those who live in glass houses don't throw stones. But not in our age. They do throw stones to their houses. And break their glasses. And regret at the end of it. The kingdom of God must be in you if you are born again. Don't let the devil steal that kingdom in you. Let that kingdom make you. Let that kingdom transform you. Let that kingdom translate you. You don't do any good to God if the kingdom of God is in you, do you? No, you don't do any good to God. You do it to yourself. You do it to yourself. I just told them in New Cross now. You know, if I die, I'm sure none of you will be buried with me. Hello? No matter how much you love me, when I kaput, even if I appear in your house, you say, no, no, come here, no, come here. Before now, if you see me, apostle, apostle, apostle. And you, are, you, are, you hear the announcement on Twitter that uh, it's a pity to tell all of you that, well, uh, we, we lost apostle yesterday. He has gone to rejoin with the Lord. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Why should he go? Oh, apostle, you wait for me. Some people will say, Unfortunately, I didn't wait for you. Oh, <laughs> I wish you come. Excuse me. And then in the midnight, I knock your door. <laughs> and he said, Excuse me, who is that? I say, It's Apostle Williams. He said, You are a liar, are you? He died yesterday. No, I said, uh, It's me. Open the door. And you look at the people. And you saw my figure, man, what will happen to you? Your telephone, your heart will be shaking, you can't call 999. <laughs> Those of you who are charismatic will say, in the name of Jesus, I mind you. <laughs> Isn't it? But let me say this to you. You know that from that day I die, they pick my cups. They bury my cups. The chapter of Apostle Williams closed. Now, what is left? If the kingdom was in him at death, he is in the kingdom, continuous. If when Apostle Williams was on earth, I said, I have my life, I can do what I like. Then the one who rules the other kingdom will appear straight at death and say, oh, you, are, you belong to me. No, 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 I'm a member of Christ. 
I'm the general overseer. I'm the archbishop. And then he will stretch his hand like this and say, but you did this. But you did this. But you used to do this. But you have confessed Jesus. But this is the kind of life you live. But that is your will. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't want to do it. Who made you do it, he says. And he says, oh, you are a partner in the business of hell. And he says, you see, this is the spirit that was with you that you listened to and you did this. This is the spirit that was with you, you listened to, you did that. And you did that. And this is the spirit that you submit to. Now, when you were on earth, did you follow the voice of Jesus whom you professed? You didn't. Okay, then follow me. Let me help you know this. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2. Whether what I'm saying is verbatim written by the Lord. The Bible says here. Ephesians chapter 2 I say. As for you, you were dead in your transgression. No, 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 no. Let's read it together. It makes it better. Isn't it? Come on, let's read together, please. As for you... Excuse me. Who was Paul speaking to? Is the church? Yes. Can someone be in the church and follow the ways of the world? Oh, yes. Many do. Without thinking about consequence of such following. Alright? Now, now. It says that when we were in the world, this is very, very interesting. It says we followed the ways of this world, not of the kingdom. Because we don't even know the kingdom. And it says... The person in charge of this world is called the ruler of the kingdom of the air. No wonder he uses the multimedia now in the air to make people promiscuous. You know, from one app to another app. From Google to Facebook. Facebook now changed the heart and called himself whatever. X. I was shocked when I saw X, Twitter, yeah? and then you now have both X, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and some other apps. There is an app that, you know, Pastor Elizabeth was discussing with me. That app is, is produced to target young ones. Yes, anyone of you... No, not TikTok. Not Snapchat. Is it Snapchat? You know, that app only exposes nudity. It's Snapchat. And some people go to church, but that's what they watch. They go there, and they take photographs of their undies, and they send it out. They take their vagina, they send it out. They take themselves naked, they send it out. And others are picking it. Excuse me. A parent will, if you, if you say things like that, you will say that it can't happen in Christ with Tabernacle, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is the church where I don't, I don't look at you to tell the truth. I tell the truth, amen? When I leave the pulpit, I'm your brother. When I'm here, I'm holding microphone. I'm not, I'm not related to you. 
Am I talking to you? My wife is no wife. When I'm stuck, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm a, an apostle of the Lord. I'm not husband of Reverend Omar Williams. Neither am I father of anybody. But when I come down the pulpit, yes, I hug you and kiss you. I may ignore some things you do without telling you. Because it's not my role. And I also know the law. When I'm on the heart of a shepherd, I know the laws of the United Kingdom. And I know the laws of United Nations or disunited. Amen. But when I'm here, I'm not subject to the laws of man. So you will know the truth. And these parents, one of the leaders saw the child, the daughter, with that stuff where they opened their nakedness and told the woman that do you know your child has this the woman said but what what does that mean to you <laughs> amen so you may come to this house and you are not part of this house do you know what happened if you come to this house and you don't do what i teach you're not part of me Look at what the Bible says here. That verse 1 again. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins. You can't be born again and continue to live in sin and say you are born again. You lie to yourself. Deceive yourself. Totally deceive yourself. You better don't come to church at all. So that we know that those who come to church are people who want to listen to God. We don't have to be many. Because Jesus said, broad is the way that leads to hell, but narrow is the way that leads to heaven. Only one person at a time can, can go through that road. I'm not a pastor who wants crowd. I don't want crowd. Because when Jesus saw the crowd, he has compassion. They were like sheep without a shepherd, wandering away. I want people who are fed up of the world, who are fed up of Satan, and they want Jesus. Then follow me, and we will serve we will stop on the tide of God. You will not have anything to fear. Whether they said that it's a shrine, you will enter the place, nothing will happen to you. Whether they said this one is armed with AK-47, their bullet cannot kill you. Because you are not working in this world. You are working in the kingdom of God. The kingdom is in you, and you are in the kingdom. And the Father is in you, and you are in the Father. And you and the Father and the Son, you are together. That is the church. That is the church. Anyone who is not fed up of the world shouldn't come to CFT. It's an appeal. Let me show you this. He said we used to walk in our transgressions and sins. Why? Because we follow the ways of the world. I cannot finish this message today. I will continue next Sunday. But I will show you some ways of the world. And the consequence of people who follow the world's law. What did he say? The ruler of the world is Satan, Lucifer. And he says, he walks in two dimensions. He walks in the world to proliferate system of the world. You know, when you go to your marriages, your weddings, you know, I've told all of you, there are some songs they sing, the African songs, they come from America. Those are seats of the devil. I said they come from America and Africa. I say it's the seat of the devil. I'm saying that you're an African man. I'm not. If Africa is not the seat of the devil, 
Show me an African country who God did not bless with mineral resources. Hmm? Show me how Jontas, uneducated or educated but not informed, rule over those nations. Show me how many people in those nations who are the citizens have been blessed by their mineral. No, 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 no. Why should African people mine gold, send it to Europe to refine? They, they have oil. They have to call Europe to come and build, to drill the oil and carry it to themselves and refine it and sell it to them at exorbitant prices. It doesn't mix with common sense. But these guys are educated, isn't it? Am I talking to you? You are an African, are you? <laughs> or you are an American? American. Eh? So, 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 so now, is it any problem of anybody? No, 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 it's the problem of Africa. Excuse me. God blessed Africa with brains. He blessed them with mineral resources. But they continue to be slaves. By their own will. Now tell me that Satan does not sit in that place. He has sit in the parliament of that place. Oh yes. So that every wise man, they are like the wise men who face Nebuchadnezzar. Until Nebuchadnezzar said, I will cut off your head. Until he saw one who is really wise because he's a servant of God. That person will show up in Africa. Yeah. It cannot be without the Holy Spirit of God. I can tell you many more about Africa. What I know, not what I was told. So therefore, the world system is set up by, by Satan. What about America? All the perverted music people, they come from America. And those who are in Africa who are perverted, they have affiliation with America. That is what Satan is doing in America. Grammy Award. I want to be in Grammy Award, Grammy Award. You didn't ask who started Grammy Award. Don't you see the image they give them? That is Lucifer. My father served Lucifer. I have seen Lucifer. I know what Lucifer looks like. And they give it to them. Look at the symbols that they use. If you are an occult person or you know about cultism, you will see it. Listen to me. You, 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 some people even want to be a celebrity. I don't understand. You want to be a celebrity? You're already in hell. Oh, yeah. Because when you jump into that ladder and you have the skill, I'm saying this publicly because it's been made public, they have to take you to a place in London to initiate you before you can go to limelight. This UK, our country, is a seat of Lucifer. If you doubt me, go to Birmingham Council, local council. As you come in, you will see an image standing. And on that image is written, this is Lucifer. And they are not joking. He is about five foot tall in that place. He is there. I didn't see the image of Jesus there. Because Jesus never had anybody to write to get his image anyway. So, what I'm saying to you is that the world system is ruled by Lucifer. Either you like it or not, that is what he is. You know, if I tell you about Oxford and Cambridge, you will say, I don't believe in it. You can go to the university I will set up in Deford High Street. And when I give you my certificate of Deford High Street, go to those who have Cambridge University certificate and say, I also have a degree. 
and go to the city and say that I want to get a job. This is person who, who, who went to Oxford and Cambridge. I went to Apostle Williams University in Devon Market. So I, and I want to do this. I, I want you to, to, to accept me as that person. That's when you will know that that my certificate is from Abulifo. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on now. You know? So, here Satan rules the world system. But the second system that Satan rules is the disobedience. And you will believe with me, whether you look at this word from express time or implied times, that what the Bible says disobedience, it talks about people who have obeyed, but now they disobey. People who know the law, and they now disobey, and that is the church. Which camp do you belong? Write down. So, Satan rules in the church with the spirit of disobedience. But thank God for Jesus, a good number of those who come to church think four times before you act. So, in talking about this, we are talking about the kingdom of God. The difference between somebody who has the kingdom of God in them and those who do not have the kingdom of God in them. Okay, so, let's look at Matthew 24. When the disciples asked Jesus the same thing the Pharisees asked him. And we'll soon finish. My message is very short today. Isn't it? Yes. Are you getting something? Let me tell you. If you are truly born of God, Satan can do nothing to you. The blood of Jesus is the only security on earth. If you fall, you will rise. Alright? If the devil attacks you, it will not be of God's doing. It is written, those who attack you will surrender to you. Some people have this notion that they spend evil money. And when they give somebody evil money, that person's fortune will begin to go down. If they give you evil money, add it to your fortune. In CFT, evil money, if they give it to you, your fortune will explode. Excuse me. All those nonsense that scare people in the world, don't scare us in Christ's faith tabernacle. The Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong and they shall do what? Exploit. Listen to me. Jesus was sitting at the Mount of Olives. The disciples came to him privately and, 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 and they, 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 they asked, Tell us, they said, When will this happen and what will be the signs of your coming? That is rapture. And the end of age, that is global trend. What will happen? For us to know the trend of things that happen on earth, for us to know the time you are coming. Alright. Now, you know what is interesting here, which we will just do here today and next Sunday, we'll go ahead. Furthermore, when they asked him that, what did Jesus say? Shall we read it together? Okay. That's all I've been speaking about. 
We'll talk about the rest of the global trend critically from next Sunday. When, Je- when did Pharisees ask Jesus, you remember in Luke 17, 20, Jesus didn't tell them not to be deceived. <laughs> Jesus told them really more confusion. He said, for you, you need to know, need to know this. Uh, people will say that this is where I am. No, nobody can be educated or be intellectual to tell about my coming. Because you guys, Pharisees, you always did on intellectual and all stuff like that, you know proud of the intellectual you know teacher like Gamaliel I studied under Gamaliel remember Paul and stuff like that I said but you will never be able to know when I will come by that but he said to them also about what is important for them that the kingdom should be inside you and you will know it when I'm coming but when the disciples asked Jesus he gave detailed information Jesus gave detailed information he says watch out that you are not deceived so deception is the spirit of satan against the church in the last days delusion is the spirit of satan against the world in the last days nobody can enter into delusion if he had not first of all been deceived am i talking to you well you understand what i'm saying very clearly delusion is different from deception I've given you lectures on delusion and deception. A man deceived is somebody who was misinformed. And then when the truth is revealed to him, he repents because he was deceived. You know? That man says, oh, yes, that's the truth. He was deceived. Deception is presenting a form of an original substance, but in a counterfeit method. Or, or counterfeit, presenting the counterfeit of the original. And you hold the counterfeit and say, this is the original, this is the original gold. This, I, I bought it for a million pounds. And you went to gold place to go and sell it. And said, oh, this gold is not worth more than 100 pounds. What? But the person deluded will buy a counterfeit for a million and go to the gold guys and he said to him that after testing, he said, this is just a hundred pounds. He said, you don't know what you're talking about. This gold is original. So give me the gold that you have. And they brought gold bars. He said, this gold is better than the gold bars. And he said, no, not in this world. They showed him all the gauges and how they check the you know, experimentation. He said, all those things are obvious. Put them behind you. This, my gold, is the real gold. You can see that the other gold doesn't look real. But my own, though it is black or it is white, it is the real gold. Maybe you guys need to rethink that your gold should change color to this my gold. Anything you tell the man deluded, he will say that's your opinion. Until disaster come. That is the world. That's the reason why in the world today we have a lot of opinions that are strange. How can somebody be born a man and suddenly he just said that I was a woman living in man's body? And the whole nation said, yeah, what a revelation because they are all deluded. And then we have to teach our children in five years old, five, six years old, that you can be a girl but living in a man's body. And when you recognize that, you can just change to become a woman, uh, but without a womb. 
Is that correct? No, 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 no. I thought they should have put womb teeth. If you are a woman and you are living in a man's body and now you are no more a woman, you are now a man, you should develop the womb too. Oh, you can marry, you see. Though you are a woman in the man's body, now you can marry a man, <laughs> you see. Because you are a woman, though you have physical body of a man, your genetics says you are a man. Your chromosome says you are a man. However, delusion says you are a woman. And then you can just go and ask for a man in ring to put ring into your hands. And then you, 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 you behave like, if you cannot behave like a woman, we give you injection. Injection will make you behave like a woman. And then you, you, you'll be making your hands like that. A woman. Excuse me, what world are we? <laughs> what world are we? What world are we? You are seeing delusion real. And then there will be a lot of problems. And the government is saying that we have to also make sure that we change our laws. Because in our laws in the past, it's not acceptable for society. But society is increasing. Increasing in what? In delusion. Under who? Under the prince of the air. What is his name? Lucifer. To the extent that some human beings now say, wake up in the morning, I am a dog, they said. Because the spirit says to them that you are what? Dog. And then they learn how to bark like dog. They learn how to walk like dog. And in a short time before we knew about that insanity, the government has also added them to the other insanity so that they are now, they must be recognized. You can't discriminate against them. At least what they think is what they're saying. And so that's what they really are. And waiting for the day, they will go to the medical practice and change the medical practice if they can. You are living in a world that Satan laughs at humanity under delusion of the devil. But I will talk more about that and I will tell you your legal rights. I give you references to where you can get those rights. So that when they introduce your children to what is wrong, you can take your stand as a citizen in Europe. And you can fight your ground and defeat anybody who threatens you. But let me end up with this deception in the church. And you're going to write, deception in the church. Do you know something? If anybody comes to church, it's either you love the Lord truly, genuinely, or... You just came because they said you should come. And then you have people who come to test power. In my meetings, a good number of witches have come in England. My first encounter was a white witch who came to my meeting in England, in New Cross, some years ago. And I've encountered a number of them in Africa and in America who come into my meeting to come and test power. And the power of God picked them up and threw them out. And when the power of God picked them up and hit them on the floor, one of them in New Cross flew from the third row, flew to the, to the ceiling, and flew back horizontal and hit the floor. Because when you collide with the power of God, and you try to test the power of God, God always shows that He is God. I will talk to you now. But however, look at this. Because Jesus said in that verse 4 and 5 of Matthew 24, He said, You should watch out that you are not deceived. Watch out that you are not 
deceived. Interestingly, he said many will come in my name in five, saying, I am the Christ, and shall deceive many. So the deception Jesus won is not the world, it's the church. I want to learn me your hearing very, very attentively. So it is not the world that will be deceived. I've told you the distinction. The world lives under delusion because Ephesians chapter 2, 1 to 3 tells us that. That the system of the world is controlled by Lucifer. Nobody under him can escape unless the Holy Spirit invites you. You may be born in church, grow in church, but you don't know him. Until he reveals himself to you. And I've told you this from what Jesus said. Those who have received me have the kingdom of God in them. And what happens in salvation is this. You know, we're always fond of telling people, say after me, I believe in Jesus, I give my life to Jesus, and all stuff like that. Do you know that that is not salvation? No, that's not salvation. Because Jesus says in John, the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. So there is no salvation without pre-conviction. If somebody had not been convicted that he is a sinner, no, my life is a wreck. And I need God. If you have not gone through that conviction, if you are led to confess, it is profession and not confession. Because confession that yields unto salvation must come from your conviction that you can't help yourself anymore. You know, that's why we have a group of people in church who believe in self-righteousness, you know. But you see, Jesus said, come as you are. But don't remain as you are. Because when you come as you are, he gives you the kingdom. The kingdom will flush your life gradually. You will have what is called the fear of God, not the fear of man. Pride is dead in you completely. If you don't have that experience, let me tell you this. Don't leave this place today without making that commitment. It's not going to get easier. I saw sword in the beginning of this meeting, flashing from 2004. You know, we are all very horrified by people dying in the Middle East, whether Jews or Palestinians. Horrified. People dying in Niger, dying in Mali, dying in Ukraine. Horrified. Russia. You know, all those things are happening. But you know, next year is different. You haven't seen anything yet. (laughs) It's not a good news. It's not a good news. Something we brew next year. So the place whereby the powers of this world will be afraid. And that is what we cause them to turn to Christ. Now, give me, oh good, give me 10 minutes and I'll be over with you. Let's look into the deception of Lucifer in the last days. I will know that Ephesians, go to that Ephesians again. Let me just remind you of this. That verse, chapter 2, verse 3. It says, All of us lived among them one time, gratifying the cravings of the sinful nature and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we, we were by nature objects of wrath. Go and check dictionary meaning of wrath. And the wrath of God, another word there is hell or abyss. And apart from that, 
If you live in a, in, in a life of disobedience on earth, Satan can do whatever he likes with you. Your fasting can't stop him. You can't bind the devil, he will bind you. Because you are under his command. Now, look at, how do we recognize this and break loose from it? Look at the book of Romans. Very quickly. I will read so many scriptures to you which you write down. And they are self-explanatory. And along in this lecture this month, we will complete all that area. If you look at chapter 12 of Romans. Chapter 12 of Romans. In verse 1. It says to you who have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Therefore, I urge you. This is begging you and I. In view of God's mercy. In other words, if you want God's mercy for your life, this is an appeal. Present your word. Shall we read it together, please? Can I say something to you? Someone says that, why do we present our body? No, you, we present our body because we have decided that we want to follow him. Jesus, the Bible didn't tell anybody who doesn't follow Jesus to present his body. You can do whatever you like with your body. You understand me? But if you say you want to follow Jesus, what you're saying is, I take my body from Satan who had deceived me all my life. I want to present it to Jesus. Who can truly help me? Satan doesn't have the interest of any man. You need to know that. Everything the devil tells you to do, you do is to your peril. To your shame and disgrace. Alright? But it's only God. Who can help you and I and put us in a place of no shame, no disgrace, no regrets? Present your body as a living sacrifice. Holy and pleasing to who? To who? Excuse me, to who do you present your body? I think that scripture will have said to yourself. That's what some do. That is holy and acceptable to yourself. That's what you think is holy, that's it. No, 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 no. You will give account of your body shortly to the person who gave that body to you. So if you don't present that body to him, don't, well, you will not see Apostle William did not tell you. These folks just started a new life. And I said something in your marriage yesterday when I was preaching. I told you that you should remember that you have a duty of responsibility before God to raise your children in the way of God, not in your way or in the ways of man. You remember I said that? You know why? Because ultimately you will give account before God for every soul he sent to you. So, he says here, present your body. Why did God, why is God interested in our body? Because he decorated you with that shape you have. He clothed you with that skin you have. He gave you the height you have. He, de- he, he manufactured your nose and designed your nose the way your nose looks like. 
Now, everything that God made of you, he said you are wonderfully and beautifully made. So God now, having made you, how could you alter your body before the one who made you? You are telling him he's not a good creator. You change your color from black to white or to yellow to green. You will go back and tell him what you did with that garment. Your body is the garment for the earth. You understand? You have to present your body before God. And holiness cannot be defined by your mental. Can you see how small my brain is in the whole world? How many are we in this world? No matter how intelligent a brain is, you are just a little fragment. Now, you, you must know this. You and I cannot define what is the global word holiness. The, holiness is a global word. You can't define it. That's why the one who gave it to you defined it by himself, who is God. He says, you must be pleasing and you must be acceptable before him. Presented before him. Then now said, give you a duty. What is our duty? A duty is an imposed obligation on a person. It's an imposed obligation that may arise by express word. If you are called a director, that directorship, they will give you a written job contract, isn't it? But then that tells you what the post of director is. But when you act as a director, there are some other duties that will arise because of that office which you have to fulfill. If you fail in them, you'll be sacked. So, therefore, the duty imposed by God to anybody who calls himself a child of God, so that when the trumpet will sound, you will not tell God that he didn't do well, is this. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be ye what? By what? Yes. So who will tell a Christian that this is a sin, this is not a sin? We don't need to tell you that. No, you know it if you are a Christian. Because Ephesians tells you that when you are in the world, you are reckless. And myself too. We did whatever we thought. But when we come to God, we can't do whatever we thought anymore. Somebody was telling mommy she was dancing in a, in a wedding ceremony. She was nodding her head to his music. And the person came and said, ah, Mommy, did you not hear the words of that musician? And she said, I didn't, even the word, you know, these days, Satan has changed the music lyrics. Who do you know what he said? You nod your head. And then we're going to say something. Like they are speaking in tongues. And many of you, you're like, yeah. hey, hey. You didn't hear what they are saying. Even if they are cursing you, you didn't hear it. There's a tape I'm going to play with, you know, to you next Sunday. So he says here, do not conform to the pattern of this world. So there's a pattern in the world where anybody who, you know, is in the world, jointers, that is the pattern of their life. And the Bible says that you and I should know what? Be conformed to any of such any longer. But it didn't stop there. He now said, be you what? Transformed. 
By what? Renewing your mind. Which means what I did yesterday, I repented, I can't do it again. I discovered it's a, it's a sin. Lord, I'm sorry. And you don't go back to that. So that's why we come to church. So that when you come to church, you are told from the scripture what is not right. And you renew your mind. That's the purpose of the church. If, if someone says that, oh, they condemn me in the church. Yeah, it's because you are already condemned by the Holy Ghost. Nobody goes to university and your lecturer corrects your knowledge about a particular topic. And you say, my lecturer is judging me. No, you write what you think. He will mark your paper and you will get zero. Oh, yes. So when you come to church, you are not coming to church with your own personal opinion. No, you are coming to hear what the Bible says. And when you hear the Bible say, what the Bible says, if you are truly born again, you will renew your mind. That's why every time we come to God, we see something else to do in our lives. We see something else to put right in our lives, and we go and do it. Because we know it's not man that spoke to us, but God. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be ye transformed by renewal of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. So anybody who does not renew his mind and forsake his old ways can never grow his spirit. <laughs> you are my witnesses. The Bible says a man that is bent on his ways will be suddenly destroyed. Now, I want to tell you and show you some pattern, satanic pattern in this world. Yesterday in the, in the wedding I did here, I did show them. What do you call pattern of the world? Fashion. If you and I have to present our bodies as to God, it means that anywhere I go, wherever way I appear, it is God I'm revealing. So if I appear like a prostitute, does that glorify God? Come on now, answer me, church. Answer me, church. Apostle Williams, if you saw me today, I came in and put on pants. Short pants. You know? Tight the whole of buttocks. And I picked the microphone and said, hey, hear me, God, church. Today, I'm speaking about the Holy Spirit. I'm sure that some people will be, begin to pray for me. And <laughs> that's it. That, oh, Lord, deliver Apostle, deliver Apostle. Oh, Lord. You know, the whole of my body is showing... And I pick up the microphone and say that I want to talk about Holy Ghost. Even go to Deford High Street in that way and preach to people. They will tell you that we are better than you. Better dressed than you, isn't it? What about the skirt that women put on that is above their knees to show their laps? What about those who put on spaghetti to show their nipples? Why should you, a woman, expose your breast? To who? What culture is that? I will show you in a minute where those culture come from. What about layers of earrings in your ear? I will show you where it came from. What about nose ring? Can you give me that Hindu God? Put it on this. Look at that Hindu God. That's the origin of nose ring. Look at it. Can you see that? That is the origin of nose ring. Now, do you see Christians doing it now? Yes. Because they lack knowledge. I did the research. Exposing the whole of your back as a woman. Exposing the whole of your boobs as a woman. Exposing your shoulder and say, nothing is in it. Come on now. You need to get out of the world. Somebody is still in the world. Somebody is still in the world. 
Because the spirit of Christ, if you see, you will never permit you to do that. But if you do it, Ephesians say you are by virtue default. You are an object of wrath. Give me Shago priest. Let me show you. Look at this. Men plaiting hair. Really, when I did research on the origin of men plaiting hair, it took me to some Hindu gods, male god, who put on earrings as for their male prostitutes. Then he now showed me that goddess who from who no string came. Because there is a bull worship, and that bull must have no string. And you have one in Birmingham now, isn't it? Yes. In Birmingham. Look at him. Look at him. That is Lucifer to Luciferians. It is Lucifer. If you do any of these things, what will happen to you? God cannot come near you. God cannot hear you. But demons can destroy you. Excuse me. Do you need those things to look better in appearance? You don't. They are culture that came from idol worshiping. So anybody cannot come in the church and say that, Oh, you know, I've served God, it didn't work. It's you who didn't work, God work. Oh yes. Because if you come to God, you must obey the regulations of God. Either you like it or not, that is the life you are compelled to live. If you don't, don't talk about God at all. Don't. You see all of them? The ways of this world. And the Bible says to you and I that we must forsake the way of the world. We must forsake. If you are coming to church and you are wearing skirts that expose your nakedness, excuse me, this is not the right place for you. You will have gone to the place where prostitutes are because you are, you are, you are, what is in your heart is to attract those who are, who are sexually immoral. Even some people in the world who are not church people, when they want to come to church, they will change. Though that is the attitude, they will change before they enter the, the, the gate of the church. You can't come to church and be showing your nudity to people. No, people don't come here to come and be seduced into adultery. Because Jesus said, if you look at a woman lustfully, you have committed adultery in your heart. Excuse me. No, we came here to hear God. And we will. We will hear what? God. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. They are cobwebs of Satan to take church people to hell. And you must not give in. That's what the Bible says. Overcome evil with what? With good. So, the pattern of the world... I will continue to talk about it from next year. This is the network of Satan that he sent to the church when Jesus said in that book of Matthew 24, he says that, watch out that you are not deceived. Watch out that you are not deceived. And let me say this to you. There is no religion you go that you will not be regulated. Go to the mosque, they have their regulations. Go to Hindu, they have their regulations. And when you go to their temple, you must do. Look at Prince Charles when he went to Hindu temple. He had to do what they say there. As a prince in England, in his territory, before he was a king, he put on that, they put that thing on him. He went to the temple and do what they did. Take the, the, the incense. So you can't come to the house of God and think you will dictate. No, you cannot. You have to do what the Bible says. You are born to be God. 
CFT, you will obey God. The pattern of this world will not take you over. You will not give in to the seduction of Satan. You and your, your children and your children's children will not be taken over by the seduction of the devil in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. You and your generation will serve the Lord. Your generation will stand in the presence of God and be established in the courtyard of God. Are you with me now? That's why we are here. I think it is the hour of prayer. Next week, we will carry on into this. Write down 2 Corinthians 6.14. Read it at home. In your Bible study today, read that. 1 Corinthians 6.14. 1 John 2. 15 to 17. 1 John 2. 15 to 17. Jeremiah 10 verse 2. Write this down. Jeremiah 10 verse 2. Then James 4. 1 to 8. But underline verse 4. Okay. So you have... 2 Corinthians 6, 14, 1 John 2, 15 to 17. Then you have Jeremiah 10, verse 2. Yes? Did, you, did anybody miss anyone? First one, 2, John, 2 Corinthians 6, 14. You got that? Second one, 1 John 2, 15 to 17. You got that? Then Jeremiah 10, Verse 2. You got that? Then James 4, 1 to 8. James 4, 1 to 8. And you want to really dwell on verse 4. Then James 1, verse 27. James 1, 27. Exodus 23. 24 to 25. And finally, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17 to 32. Because of those of you who are watching me across the globe, is it not interesting that the one who died for you, whose name is Jesus, beckons to you why should you perish? Come home. The love of God wants to deliver us from the oppression of Satan in the last days. So that God himself can decorate us with his spirit and give us fulfillment of purpose. And bring us to the place where nothing the devil can do that can hinder us. And I appeal to every one of you if you have not known the Lord Jesus, I will give you an opportunity to do that right now. Bow your heads, please, where you are. I want you to talk to the Lord about yourself. If you know that you have left the ways of God, and you have gone into the ways of this world... 
I want you to ask the Lord for mercy. God had not appointed you for rot. He has appointed us for life. Just tell the Lord to forgive you. Ask God to have mercy on you. He is the only one who can restore life and restore everything the devil has stolen from you. And God wants you to be his own child so that he can manifest his spirit in you. A new spirit of the world can overcome you. That is the will of God for you. He calls you into his paradise. A place of bliss. A place you can find rest. And a place you can find true joy. And so, if you have not asked Jesus to come into your heart before, you can just say this. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I surrender my life to you. I'm fed up of the world. I want a new beginning. Say, I have, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Tell the Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins. Really say, I receive forgiveness from you for all my sins. I ask for strength to serve you all the days of my life. the Lord to empower you by his Holy Spirit so that you can manifest God everywhere you go in Jesus holy name we are praying there is a
did not say if you stand in glory. It says when you stand in glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. The one who died for his sins on earth. Nothing will hinder you from standing in his glory. Today I send the word. To combat with everything said by Lucifer. To shipwreck your life. I swallow them up by the word of God in Jesus name. I speak to your days to come. As the Lord has opened my eyes in this house. And has spoken through my lips in this house. Things that happen around the globe. And to time they did happen. So before the end of this year. The land of the tribe of Judah will visit you. As he has promised, sons and daughters will prophesy. Upon your lips shall be the flame of fire. You will open your mouth and speak in the discretion eternal. The, the spirit of wisdom of heaven and knowledge and insight you will receive. Your eyes shall open to see to the realm of the spirits. Yes, Lord, I tell them. Your eyes will open to see the realm of the spirit. Your mind will have understanding to decode mysteries. Daniel chapter 1 verse 17 shall be fulfilled over you. Your life has transformed today for better. Every day remaining in this year will be days of testimonies. Thus shall it be. And so it is in Jesus' holy name. I heard God spoke to me and I warn you. The Lord said to me, warn them for me. Anyone who lives in sexual immorality should stop it because the time is short for the judgment of such if you commit yourself to um um what do you call watching naked people on pornography yes if you do masturbation yes if you sleep with anything apart from your husband or wife yes if you in your heart you have been struggling with loss. When you see women sent by mess- as messengers of the enemy outside and your heart will lost after them. Yes. The Lord told me to tell you this. If you deal with anything now, deal with that quick. That is pray that the Lord will assign a messenger at your eye. Make a covenant with your eyes. Job said, I have made a covenant with my eyes that I will not lust after a woman. It doesn't mean women or men alone, but women as well. Make your covenants not to defile your body. Because the Lord needs your body as you enter into the new year. The Lord bless you. Thank you for listening. Please be seated.